three, two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Saintcast. Welcome to the Saintcast, our first ever podcast. You're here for it. The inaugural episode. That's right. This is episode 001. Uh, the first of infinity podcasts that we're going to It's a lot record. of podcasts. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Hey, if we've never met before, uh, you will probably recognize our voices, but my name is Adam, and I am the pastor of Sanctuary. I have been here a little over a year. I was, uh, I've been working at Menlo Church for uh, quite a while, 30 or 40 years now, as a worship leader. And well, okay, that was an exaggeration. Uh, but I've been at Sync for about a year. I just love it so much. I love you guys. I love being here. I love teaching, preaching. And uh, over to my left is a guy named Mark. Yeah, my name is Mark. I've been on staff with Sync for a little over two years now. Yeah, almost three. You bragging, bro? Uh, no, I mean, you've been at Menlo longer than I have, but I mean, I've, I've just been at Sync longer than you have, so that's right. Yeah, but. You started at the Don't Mountain View campus, it. right? Doing worship? Yeah, that's right. And then before that, you were working in some churches as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I pretty much worked in them all across the country. All of them? Yeah, give or take. Ah, cool. <laughs> I did not work at churches before now. I was actually an architect. I graduated from Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, did architecture and landscape architecture for a while. Yes. Then moved to Japan, lived overseas for about two years teaching English. And then when I got back to the States, that's when I... Moved up to San Francisco at the beckoning of my now wife, Missy. Shout out to Missy. Yeah, she basically said, move up here or we need to get the show on the road. So I was like, okay, cool. So I moved up, got engaged, applied to Menlo, and was going to be the office manager at the San Mateo campus. Oh, boy. Yeah, that would have been kind of rough. Not a great office manager. And then they redirected my application to young adults. So that's how I got started here. Great to have you, man. Question. Yeah. What is your biggest pet peeve? About people? Sure. Leg shakers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I leg, I leg shake. Bro. I leg shake too, and it bugs me when I do it. <laughs> Interesting. I never knew that about you. Yeah. See, look, we're learning things. Uh, well, again, so glad that you're joining us. Man, why, are we, why do we have a Sync podcast? That's a great question. Uh, for a while, we've been talking about it. One of the main reasons is, you guys will understand this, we all get this reality, life is crazy, life is busy everywhere, but definitely in the Bay Area, and so it can be hard to find extra places of connection. Uh, a lot of us will see each other at Sank for a week, or each week for an hour, and then it's just harder to find times to connect. I know that's especially true for me. I've got a full family and a full life right now. Uh, so for me, this is a way that we can continue our connection beyond a, a Sunday service. And uh, that's biblical. That's also just uh, a way we can extend community uh, beyond the time we see each other at church. So I'm just excited to be able to continue conversations, go deeper, and you guys can learn more about us. We're also going to be bringing uh, in other staff members, definitely David, our worship leader, who you can't see him. He's uh, looking at us right now, shaking his head. Uh, he'll be on at times. We'll bring in other staff members and people from our community. So just a great way to connect deeper with each other. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm, I'm most excited for, too, is just hearing from different voices. I think that's such a cool thing about our communities. We have 
brilliant people with awesome stories. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, doing things like getting them on the podcast and also fielding people's questions. I mean, this can be, we want this to be super interactive in a way for, uh, the community to also have a voice. So there's going to be a link on our website now, sync.church slash podcast, where we should have, uh, by the time this is live, uh, a place where people can go and, and ask questions to us and we can answer them on here. They can give us feedback on, on messages or if they want to hear you know, us explain something or go into something deeper. I mean, the podcast is a great way to dive in a little bit deeper on not only just what we say on Sunday nights, but also just deeper into the community during the week too. And so I'm super excited about just the possibility it has to bridge the gap Sunday to Sunday. Yeah, totally, man. Uh, yeah, so definitely give us feedback on sync.church, which Mark builds from scratch with uh, code. And py- algorithms. Python and algorithms. Uh, for me, if you want to give me feedback, I'm still on AOL, Messenger. So if you just hit me up on... Uh, you can d- instant... Me- it's not even DM, it's instant message. <laughs> instant messenger. You just find me. Um, you could also put it on a floppy disk and just hand it to me on a Sunday and and uh, <laughs> I'll read it. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, let's talk about just some ideas we have for the podcast. That's something I wanted to do in this first one is just talk about some of the things we're exploring. Yeah, there are tons of ideas that we have uh, for different segments. Uh, I think it was Adam's idea. He wanted to call them <laughs> segments instead of segments. Yes, that's right. We're going to call them segments, uh, And then also we're going to have actual mints that we're going to give them someday. <laughs> Uh, I love cheesy Christian stuff. Yeah, so one thing that we would love to do is dive in deeper uh, and take a look back on what we said during uh, the messages on Sundays or or things that impactful moments that happened on Sunday night and just talk about them a little bit more. I think we do this kind of naturally, but we'll um, during the week we'll tease out a lot of what we have to say mm-hmm. in our messages. Mm-hmm. We'll really try to think through the different lenses in which we're approaching a topic. We we understand, we realize that a lot of the people that come to Sank, I mean, we all come from different denominations, different backgrounds, you know, different, we're, we're at different places in our faith journey. And so we really try to craft our messages and what we say from stage um, in a way that can be digestible for the different viewpoints that we have. But oftentimes, you know, behind the scenes, we're teasing out ideas, we're teasing out different opinions or different thoughts and different theology. And so I'm excited to include people in that process. Yeah, I love that. Uh, one of the things I'm excited about, we talked about one of our segments. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Uh, I, being what we would call two camps. And I love this. One of the things you mentioned is our community, uh, you guys know this, is very diverse, uh, not just ethic, uh, ethnicity-wise or uh, where we're from, but also just like denominations that we come from. Uh, some of us come from more charismatic backgrounds, some more conservative, more uh, liberal, mainline, uh, Presbyterian. And I love that. I think that's, again, pretty biblical is just uh, a lot of different opinions and uh, diversity. But with that, at times, uh, we can just have disagreements or just we might not see eye to eye on certain issues. And, and again, that's something you you and I and, and David uh, do commonly is we'll just bring up a theological uh, conversation and just take different viewpoints and I think that'd just be so fun uh, and, and in a way it, we can remind ourselves how to do that in a civil way I think that's something uh, Christians I'd love for us to learn 
how to disagree disagree with grace and love and humility. And so it could be fun to uh, take some theological uh, conversations and just have two different camps and talk about it. It Yeah, so many times, like it turns into a a debate when that happens, and that just makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) Like me too, man. Not a debate guy. No, and so that would be a really cool way to uh, not only present different ideas, but also promote a culture of hey, like we're we're exploring these things, and that's okay to do. That's okay to do on Sundays in That's conversation right. and in passing with people that are there. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I think would be really rad would be to talk to some of the people that have been involved with sanctuary in the past. I mean, yeah. sanctuary has a long history. Our church has a long history. We're almost mm-hmm. 150 years old. That's right. And so for us to hear from past staff members, past worship leaders, like that could be really rad to Whoa, see what sync was like back in the day and how mm-hmm. it's transforming and how it's going to transform. Yeah. 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 Uh, I also love the idea. You, you guys will probably know uh, we do my story. We've been doing that for a little over a year uh, where every once every couple of months we'll have a my story night where we just hear stories from the community, testimonies or things we're dealing with. And uh, man, the podcast could be a great way to do this um, with with people in our community where we don't have to do a, a full like 30 minute version. Maybe we bring one of you guys in and you just give us a five, 10 minute version of your story. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably be hitting up uh, some of you to do that as well. Yeah, but uh, one of our segments that we're going to be doing is, uh, I don't know why if we have to title all these or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but one thing we do want to do, I think you mentioned it earlier, uh, is to unpack. Uh, to unpack what we talked about the week before. Um, because even though sometimes I preach really long, a full 20 something minutes that's <laughs> such a long time uh this it's just hard to really dive deep into a topic and so we'd love to use this time to go a little deeper maybe uh tease out one idea that we didn't get to as much or maybe sometimes just being more practical like hey we learned about this now how do you apply that during this week so uh we're gonna do that right now can you cue the theme music for unpack segment david can you start singing they're not gonna be able to hear that man he just did a masterpiece over there sweet so for those that weren't with us last weekend adam we started a new series we kicked it off spiritual but not religious you want to break us break us through your message yeah yeah i love this new series uh this is just a phrase that a lot of us commonly use um it's become like an identifier for people I've heard uh, that it's a it's something you can mark on a dating app. I don't know because I haven't dated in fifteen years. <laughs> Did they have dating apps back when you were dating? Uh, no, they didn't. Thanks for bringing that up. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, but spiritual, not religious, just common moniker for people now. And so, what we wanted to do was to look at some of the values that someone who would call themselves that uh, would have. And a common thing with Christianity is we we will tend to say what we're against or sort of break down what people are wrong about. And so we wanted to almost do a little of the opposite in this case of like, let's look at some of these values and let's sort of honor the goodness in them and then sort of look at the Christian approach to that and how that could apply to us. And so this first week uh, we looked at mindfulness, which is just huge in our culture right now. And then I'm really excited next week, 
we're going to be looking at sort of being one with nature, which is a common value uh, for people like that. And, um, and we're going to look at creation care and like how as followers of Jesus, we should also care for uh, creation and nature. And so that'd be cool. And then the week after that, we're looking at self-care, which again is a, a common thing that uh, we're all seeking after. A uh, great thing, but how can we sort of look at self-care through a sacrificial lens of like care for ourselves, but also uh, giving ourselves to something greater. So really excited. But this last this last week with mindfulness, uh, man, we just really looked at this this reality that so many of us are in our heads so often and our anxieties and our worries and our fears uh, really uh, take up so much of our headspace. Uh, there's a Greek word, uh, merimnaho or merimna uh, in the New Testament that talks about that represents anxiety and it literally means to be pulled apart. And that's what so many of us in our heads, it feels like we're being pulled apart and mindfulness is sort of a concept of like, uh, how can we be more aware and present in the moment, which I think is so needed for all of us, uh, wherever we're at, uh, spiritually or at in life. And so, uh, just looking at that, I love like, um, how can we do that more? Obviously, uh, as Christians, something we talked about is, uh, this reality that what we're becoming aware of is that God is with us always in this kingdom is here now. Uh, so I'd love to read this quote. This is one of the quotes I read on Sunday, uh, just to read again, Dallas Willard, who's sort of like the Menlo Church resident theologian. Yeah, I think he, he's a lot, at least a lot of people on staff. Yeah. That's the, the guy you go to when you want to quote a theologian. That's right. He sort of <laughs> permeates uh, in a lot of our, our philosophy around here. But he says this, in and through the person of Jesus himself, the government or kingdom of God from the heavens was now available to everyone. Uh, heaven, we've seen, is right now. It's right here. It's around our bodies. It's hovering beside our heads. In him, we live and move and have our being. Eternity is not something waiting to happen. Something that will commence later is now here. Time runs its course within eternity. And I just love that because many of us grew up thinking like heaven was something that would one day come. And uh, Jesus came and said, man, the kingdom of heaven is here. It's near. It's around you. Um, and I love that concept, like it's around our heads. I love that language. But again, for us, what we have to pray and ask for is that God would open our eyes, that we can become aware of that wherever we're at. So yeah, that was sort of a, a little breakdown of what we talked about. Um, but I, I'd, I'd love to, to sort of go a little deeper and just talk with you a little more practically how this ends up happening. And uh, so I'm just curious for you, like, how have you seen in yourself or like even in others uh, ways that you are walking around like a zombie? You know, I told that story about being drugged in Arizona. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can go back and listen to it. It's one of my favorite stories. Uh, but how so many of us, that's our reality. We walk around like a zombie or we, we're numb. Uh, so I'm just curious what ways that happens for you or you've seen that like just being numb. Yeah, I think... A lot of my numbness comes from a lack of purpose or a lack of drive 
too. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed. There's so much on my to-do list. There's so much things that I'm just trying to work through throughout the week that I'm just trying to go from task to task to task. And then by the end of the week on Thursday or Friday, it's just like I can't, I don't know, I just can't go anymore. (laughs) And so... Um, that will lead me feeling numb or lead me feeling like I just, I don't know, I need, I need to recharge, but there's no time to recharge. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah, that's when I'll try practically, I'll try to go outside. I'll try to, you know, take a Sabbath or do something like that. But even at at times when I do that, I don't know, I, I will get sucked back into the Monday cycle of feeling numb again. Yeah. And so. Yeah. 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 Thanks for sharing. Yeah. It, you know, there was a, a pastor who came and spoke to our whole staff this fall at our retreat and, and he used this phrase numb cycle. And I know for you and for me and for a lot of us on staff that really just resonated with us that, that concept of there's a cycle of numbness that we all enter into where we're so stressed and we're so anxious and so overworked and nearing burnout that we end up distracting ourselves or we numb ourselves whether that's food or entertainment or alcohol or uh whatever it is we numb ourselves uh so we don't feel it and then that that numbness those activities actually end up adding to our stress (laughs) and our burnout and so it's just an endless cycle and man i know uh that's that's so true for me uh so you sort of alluded to this so i think that's a reality probably a lot of us uh, a lot of those who are listening uh, find themselves sometimes being in a numb cycle, if you will. But uh, you mentioned a little bit of this. How how can you practically become more aware of God's kingdom all around you? What are some ways you think of? Yeah, I think it's a lot of intentionality and focus on, you know, what's my bigger purpose here? Hmm. So many times I'll get sucked into the thinking of, what's running my day-to-day to-do list is the most important thing. And that is purely a mark the worker who wants to get work done and wants to take pride in accomplishments and achievements. Hmm. And at the end of the day, like, is that bringing me fulfillment? Is that bringing me joy? In some, in some parts, yes, of course. Sure. But I think more holistically, um, just being able to take a step back and, have the perspective of I'm, I'm called to do more than, you know, what my job title is or what I am identifying right. as in that moment of I mark the worker, I mark this, I mark that. And more so, man, just what's God calling me to do? How can I do that? How can I keep that awareness of, you know, I have this relationship with God and he wants me to be present with him all the time. <laughs> he good. wants to be in every moment. He wants to he wants me to communicate with him. He wants to talk. And um, yeah, I just, uh, a, a real practical thing that I like to do is I like to pray. And I don't like to pray for a long time, but mm. I'll just try to pray a little bit constantly. Uh, I think there was a 19th, end of the 19th century theologian, apostle kind of character named Smith Wigglesworth. He's a very interesting guy. That's his real name. Uh, that's his real name. Wiggles, he gets, Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth. He gets a little wonky at the end of what his career, name? but 
it's kind of interesting. He's an interesting case study if you want to look at him. But um, yeah, he was known for performing like miracles and and bringing about revival. And people were like, "You must be praying all the time, like in order for you to do that." And he's like, "No, actually, it's the opposite. Like, I'll never pray longer than fifteen minutes, but I'll never go fifteen minutes without prayer." And so that's kind of stuck with me for a while. Yeah, uh, I love that. That reminds me of uh, is a book written years ago. Uh, I can't think of the actual author. Or, theologian but sort of talked about that concept of uh praying uh constantly throughout his moment to moment life uh brother lawrence would be another example of that practicing the presence of god uh, he, he he was a monk or not a monk uh he was what was he is he a monk i feel like friar? he was a friar whatever uh but he also washed dishes and he would talk about how he would wash dishes uh with the acknowledgement that God was present with him. And I just always love that concept because... Because uh, when you're at home washing dishes, you're just <laughs> feeling so holy or what? Totally, dude. I, yes. Uh, no, I mean, even as uh, as pastors, we work at a church and you would think that we're constantly thinking about God and, and probably more so, of course. Than I would think so. Some of you guys that work at a tech company or something like that. But uh, still, we just all... It's sort of what you said earlier. We get caught up in... Uh, the task or I get caught up in uh, my stresses. I have to get this out by this time. And just to remember, as I'm typing an email, uh, I can do that with the presence and the reality of the kingdom with me in that moment, uh, which changes the way I respond. It changes the way I'm looking at the person I respond to because I might uh, be a little frustrated with them or uh, feel bitterness, whatever it is. But to remember in that moment, how can I uh, do this with Christ? I love that concept. Uh, I used to do this thing in high school. Uh, we we didn't have Apple Watches back then. We, I mean, you already pointed out how old I am. Appreciate that. Uh, in high school, though, at least you had watches. <laughs> that's good. Uh, but I would put a sticker on my watch, and it would uh, just remind me. I'd have a little alarm that would go on my watch, and and every hour it'd go off, and it was a sticker that just reminded me to pray at least once every hour, which is sort of that same concept of just like uh, constantly being in the presence. Um, something we talked about this weekend, too, you alluded to this earlier, but like spiritual disciplines, like Sabbath, um, meditation is a big one in our world today that's connected to mindfulness. And, and uh, a lot of times when we think hear meditation depending on how we grew up meditation can feel very eastern or mystical yeah it's like sitting with your legs crossed and with your fingers like an okay sign yeah like, oh, oh. <laughs> yes the own thing for sure a lot of us uh have that in our minds um without knowing that meditation is has been around for years and years and years uh there's even a a prayer that's has been in the christian tradition for over two thousand years called the Jesus Prayer, which is a meditation. It just says, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, uh, have mercy on me, a sinner. And uh, these nuns and these monks would just repeat this over and over again as a form of mindfulness, as a meditation, which is so interesting because that's not what we think of a lot of times. Uh, but again, in Scripture, in the Psalms, it talks about meditating on God, on His Word, on His nearness. And so that's a spiritual discipline we can all do. Uh, whether that's through an app or whether that's on a passage from scripture, uh, but just spending a quiet moment uh, 
Yeah, alone with God. And another one that you mentioned at the start of that was Sabbath. And yeah, I think yes, that's right. like, uh, that one was tricky for me because growing up, uh, I always assumed Sabbath was just Sunday. Yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. I remember growing up, uh, there was, I always had a joke, like my dad would tell me to mow the lawn on, on Sunday. <laughs> and I'd be like, dude, I can't. It's Sabbath. I'm not allowed to. But yeah, we didn't take it seriously. We didn't yeah. really put many practices behind it. But I remember hearing a podcast, um, I think it was Chad Veach, his, his podcast, uh, and he was talking about Sabbath with Jeremy Foster. And their definition that they came out with after that conversation was Sabbath is just not producing. Mm-hmm. It is taking a step back. It's not doing something to push oh, the ball good. forward, you know, right. to, to move work forward, to move this forward. It's, it's things that will allow you to just pause and have a little bit more perspective and a breath of fresh air on oh, what's really going on. How am I really doing? And what, what am I doing during that time that allows me to connect with God? Yeah. Oh, dude, I love that so much. I, uh, Lori and I have a hard time right now Sabbathing completely because we have three kids and right. it's, uh, it's, it's literally uh, insane at our house right now. Yeah. But, uh, we learned a few years back from a pastor. He gave four words that we would use for Sabbath. We'd light a candle and we'd say these four words just to remind us. It's not as complicated as we want to make. I love that that phrase that they said. Uh, but this pastor would say, uh, first word is stop. So you stop your job, obviously your work. You stop multitasking. You stop uh, all the different things that are in your head. Then the second word was rest, of course. Like you actually just try to take rest. And that can mean uh, sleeping, obviously, but it also just mean laying around or Something like that, whatever, whatever is rest for you. And then uh, the third was delighting, which I loved because his point was like, it's not just stopping, it's delighting. And so going into nature, reading a book, uh, just really do what makes you alive inside. And then the fourth one is contemplating. Uh, so giving time to contemplate the things, the gifts in your life that God's given you. And, and, uh, and really, I mean, exactly what we just talked about, Sabbath is a form of mindfulness. I mean... Yeah. Uh, we use that word very generally, but Sabbath is helping you be mindful of God's awareness and his nearness all around us. Yeah, that was going to be one of my concerns when we were originally talking right. about this uh, as a series topic is, man, what is mindfulness? Yeah. I feel like right. it's just one of those buzzwords we hear right now that yeah. can mean anything. And so it feels good to kind of have narrowed that down and, and given actual practical steps, which are pointing back towards connection with God, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to general cover of a magazine, let's practice mindfulness. Yeah. Yes. Dude. Yes. I remember when we talked about that, it is a super general term and it can mean a lot of things. I, I saw one definition that I really liked. It's, uh, from a group at UC Berkeley and in the definition, there's a phrase that just says moment by moment awareness, uh, which is to me a great simple definition of it. And it really, again, applies to us as in our pursuit of Christ. It's like, yeah, I can get behind that, a moment-by-moment moment awareness of, of his nearness. And so I love that. I, f- I feel like that's a pretty concrete way to look at it. That's great. Yeah. Well, uh, man, so glad that you guys have joined us for the first podcast. Uh, obviously, this is our first run, so there's things we could 
not only get better at, but just ideas you might have or things um, that could help you in your walk in your community. Uh, so, man, let us know uh, any ideas you have. Yeah, again, just visit us at sync.church slash podcasts or, you know, send us a DM on Instagram and we'll try to inc- incorporate your ideas because we want this to be a very, like a way to, that we can all connect during the week. We want it to be communal. We want to hear your voices. We want to know how we can better serve you at the end of the day. That's right. And Could so, they also TikTok us? They can TikTok you. What is TikTok? <laughs> it's what you eat when you have bad breath. Oh, Dude, you got the dad jokes down. You're I know, not even man. a dad yet. I love I'm it. I'm not even a dad yet. You're in the club. Way Thanks. to go. Well, yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, can't wait for our 400th episode of the podcast. I'm already looking forward to that. Me too. Uh, just, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Awesome. We should have like a send off or something. We should. David. David, can you beats? sing us out? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he just said no. Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.